baye ba yeni iwa ibaje lanwu bagba o ba shohun eru omode ki isa bauti to ki je wa buburu bauti mo ki je ka wu wa rere bao ba to ya ko ta nko a je kun ya lanje bao ba to baba omo se aki palakara Hello and welcome to episode 33 of the Yoruba Proverbs Podcast. I'm your host, Bidemi Ologunde. Eka bosi abala iketali logbon eto owe Yoruba. Orukomini Bidemi Ologunde. So on this episode, I'll be analyzing five Yoruba proverbs that describe concepts such as arrogance, self-respect, humility, and forbearance. So according to Yoruba tradition, a young person quoting proverbs in the presence of adults must do so humbly and respectfully. Therefore, in line with tradition, I humbly crave the indulgence of my parents and elders before going ahead with this episode. Thank you for your time. Let's get to it. So the first proverb I have here says, And that translates to, if one lacks the wherewithal to act like a father to a child, one does not summon the seller of bean fritters. If one lacks the wherewithal to act like a father to a child, one does not summon the seller of bean fritters. So this one talks about basically the ability to identify a responsibility, take on that responsibility, and then act accordingly should be reserved to people who know their capabilities, people who know their limits, people with the adequate self-awareness. So if we have something we, we claim to be able to do, but then we are actually not able to do the fundamental things that is regarding that responsibility, then we have no business handling that responsibility. And in this case, the analogy is a father to his children. So in traditional Yoruba culture, there are main meals and there are snacks. And bean fritters is um, a snack. Basically, it's similar to, um, I would say, how can I describe it? Basically, a something like a pastry, but it's made up, made with beans. So an analogy is pastries in this modern age and then if you are a father to a child you you should be ready to be able to provide snacks main meals and so on to the to the children as the need arises and if you are not able to take care of that fundamental responsibility then maybe you don't have the capabilities yet to be a father to a child. And of course, we know fatherhood has so many things um, ascribed to it. Just one fundamental thing is the ability to give and provide snacks to your children. And if you cannot handle that, then maybe you are not yet ready to be a father. So, If one lacks the wherewithal to act like a father to a child, one does not summon the seller of bean fritters. So the second proverb I have here says, Bao bato yako, 
tanko ajekun yalanje. If one lacks the means to reject suffering and then attempts to reject it, that just makes the suffering to multiply. Baobatui yako tanko ajekun yalanje. If one lacks the means to reject suffering and then attempt to reject it, that just makes the suffering to multiply. So the the basic meaning of this so the basic meaning of this proverb is just talking about having the self-awareness to know what we can put up with and what we can outrightly reject. Because if we attempt to reject something when we don't have the capability to reject it, that just makes that suffering, that's whatever it is, to compound and multiply. Whoever cannot defend himself or herself must ultimately learn forbearance until the time when you can be in a better position to defend yourself against um, whatever it, it is, insult or even physical injury. So if you, if you are maybe found yourself in a situation where someone is trying to maybe make a move on you physically and you know you cannot match this person one to one, then maybe you try de-escalating the situation with words. Because if you attempt to match this physically stronger person, you just make your beating to be compounded because this person would see you as, okay, you're trying to act as if you are a match and then you inevitably lose. But if you just approach it with tactics and wisdom and just de-escalate the situation by talking, then you would leave to fight another day until you're able to go to the gym bulk up and then come back and face this person. So, and then this, like I mentioned earlier, if you're defending yourself against insults, um, maybe you find yourself in a work situation or even among your friends, family members, and so on. If you are not yet in a position to maybe reply someone who is trying to downgrade you, then go, ar- go about it in a different way until you get to that position where you can in quotes, talk back at this person. And in traditional Yoruba culture, we see um, there's an emphasis on respecting elders. And I'm sure this applies to every other culture. Um, elders that don't respect themselves ultimately get disgraced. But in a situation where an elder is correcting you, of course, you should know how to you know, handle the correction. When it's crossing the line to an insult, the younger person will still hold him, himself or herself if this younger person is well-trained and then ultimately come back to the elder and then maybe in a private setting and so on. So that just shows maturity. So in other words, like I said, whoever cannot defend himself or herself must learn forbearance. If one lacks the means to reject suffering or insults, or physical injury, and then attempt to reject it, that just makes the suffering, insult, physical injury, and so on, to compound and multiply. So the third proverb I have here says, Bauti to ki jeka wuwa buburu, bauti mo ki jeka wuwa rere. The height that one will reach keeps one from doing evil deeds.
And then the ordained limit to one's greatness keeps one from doing good deeds. Again, Bauti to ki jekawu wa buburu. Bauti mo ki jekawu wa riri. The height that one will reach prevents one from doing evil deeds. And then the ordained limit to one's greatness prevents one from doing good deeds. So this one is a very technical proverb, if I can describe it that way, because it's comparing and contrasting two alternatives. So, for example, the first part of the proverb says, the heights that we'll reach, maybe there's a preordained greatness. And if for some reason we have an idea of that greatness, for example, if you know that you would end up becoming the president of your country, that knowledge, that premonition would prevent you from doing evil deeds as a young person. On the other hand, the ordained limit to one's greatness prevents one from doing good deeds. So if, again, this same person now has a premonition that he wouldn't or she wouldn't rise past the level of a manager at work, not to mention director or vice president and so on, then that person doesn't necessarily have to do any good deeds because at the point where this person becomes a manager, they know that this is the preordained limit to their greatness, then they will just start doing bad deeds and putting caution to the wind and so on. So this is, like I said, a very technical proverb. It's one of the proverbs you listen to or you hear, and it just makes you pause because no one knows that preordained um, destiny. So that just keeps us in check because regardless of your position now, even someone who has become a president, maybe there's something higher for them. That way, they shouldn't just start misbehaving once they leave the office of the president. On the other hand, if someone is struggling for so, so many years, that doesn't mean the person has a limit on their greatness. It just means that person's time has not yet come. And the good thing with humans is, regardless of our situation in life, we're always hopeful that there's a better tomorrow, that there's a light at the end of the tunnel, whether the tunnel has fluorescent lights or it's a dark tunnel, we still hope that there is still light brighter than what the tunnel is currently giving us at this point in time. So in other words, someone's achievements are either enhanced or limited by the person's character. So I'll say that again. This proverb is basically saying, whatever our achievements are, those achievements are either enhanced or limited by our character, simply because our preordained destiny, whatever it is, would end up becoming tomorrow, next week, next year, 10 years from now. We literally don't know that thing. So that would make us put our character in check so that our character now doesn't limit our future achievements. At the same time, we should be mindful of the fact that our character now can enhance our future achievements as much as it can limit our future achievements. So again, the Yoruba culture is always coming through with deep wisdom 
to be able to keep ourselves in check, regardless of what we are passing through, there's always that hope that is the better tomorrow. So whether we are having the nicest time of our lives now, or we are going through a rough patch, that shouldn't make us feel too good of ourselves or to look down on ourselves too much and get depressed and so on. The goal is just to make the best of whatever situation we find ourselves in now because we don't know what will come later on. Bautito kijekawu abuburu. Bautimo kijekawu warere. The heights that we will reach prevent us from doing evil deeds. And then the preordained limit to our greatness prevents us from doing good deeds. So the fourth proverb I have here says, Bagba obasho mweru. If an elder doesn't do something fearful, then the young person doesn't run away. If an elder doesn't do something fearful, the young person doesn't run away. So in other words, young people respond to age according to how this person's age is acting. Young people will respond to an elder according to how the elder is acting. So this basically talks about self-awareness, self-respect. An elder must always be seen to be doing wise things, knowledgeable things. An elder shouldn't be found doing things like a young person. Because otherwise, the young person would respond to the elder with disrespect and so on. So... This literally translates to if an elder doesn't do something that will scare a young person off, then the young person doesn't get scared of the elder. So an elder should be seen doing things that would draw the young person towards him or her to be able to learn from the elder's wisdom, to be able to, you know, interact with the elder as it should be. So it's young people who do all this crazy stuff and Sometimes you don't want to interact with some young young folks because they are seen doing, you know, just acting anyhow. But with experience, I would say I always want to interact with elders because the elders around me, my family members and so on, they're always people I look up to, people with deep knowledge, people with so much wisdom and so on. And I always want to learn more from them as a young person growing up. So again, if an elder doesn't do something fearful, then the young person does not flee. So the last proverb I have here says, If life is being good to someone, that person is liable to act disgracefully. If life is being good to someone, then that person is liable or most likely to act disgracefully. So this basically talks about um, prosperity increases the temptation to misbehave. And we see this um, in mostly every other culture or I would say almost every culture on earth because absolute power corrupts absolutely. People that get rich too quickly, people that don't grow with the level of wealth that they are acquiring, end up misbehaving, spending frivolously, um, doing things that would 
question, make people question their character, doing things that would bring disgrace onto themselves, onto their families, and so on. So it's this is, I guess, um, self-explanatory because elders would always tell us young people that there's another proverb in Yoruba language that says, Bishwe nibata and wobo. If you plant yam and your yam tuba becomes so big and, you know, prosperous, during harvest, when you harvest it, you cover it with your hands so that your neighbors wouldn't see that you, your yam did so well. And then it would maybe make your neighbor to come and pester you or your neighbor would become envious and jealous and so on. So in other words, any success you have, of course, the proverb doesn't say don't celebrate your successes. It says celebrate successes with people you trust, people that would be truly happy for you, not people that would be envious of you and so on. And we see this on social media a lot. Any little success, people posting here and there. Um, now they have a shiny car. They moved into a shiny house and they are showing all these people, not knowing that it's not everybody seeing this post that are truly happy for you or they get a promotion and then they're letting everybody know about this promotion, basically flaunting it in everyone's face to say that they are now doing well and so on. But not everybody is happy for you. And that would even most likely lead you to become a arrogant person and then act disgracefully. So to come back to this fifth proverb, Baye Yen, if life is being good to someone, then that person is liable to act disgracefully. So that's all I have for this episode 33 of the Yoruba Proverbs podcast. Thanks for listening. The Yoruba Proverbs podcast is produced by Sunshine Media in association with Alowele Productions. Audio engineering and graphic design by Bidemi Ologunde. Senior producer, Bidemi Ologunde. Executive producers, Olufolari Ologunde and Tobulaba Ologunde. Make sure you subscribe, rate and review the Yoruba Proverbs podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Pandora, TuneIn Radio or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please share the show with anyone that you think might benefit from it. For questions, comments, or any suggestions, please send an email to bdme at bdmeologunday.com. Please remember to leave a review for the podcast if you find it valuable and your platform allows you to do so. Thank you for your time. See you on the next episode. Bye for now.